Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about... You know, we used to always just say, Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs and dumb shit. No, it was drugs, addiction, and dumb no, shit. No, we didn't add addiction for drugs 30... No, for shit. 30 episodes, we just said drugs and dumb, dumb shit. Well, now he added recovery to it. But I don't know when we even added addiction. I don't know when that changed. Anyway, hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, <laughs> addiction, recovery, and mostly dumb shit. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And today we have a very special guest, a friend of Chris, Chris's, his hairdresser. Well, we have two special guests. Why don't you introduce both of them? It's mine? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my friend Jim. I'm not going to answer. Dopey Nation? He had a funny story about LSD, but it'll take forever and it'll be nah. weird. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the one you were supposed to see tonight. I saw him last night. Oh, okay. All right, let's go. So, introduce the guest. It's Chris's hairdresser, mm. sweet Caitlin. Yeah. Say hi, Welcome. Caitlin. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Now, when you have to cut Chris's hair, would you say it's fussy or easy to, to, to mold in your hands? His ears are fussy. What is Chris has a lot of ear hair. I have a lot really? of ear <laughs> hair. What do you do with Chris it? has fuzzy ears. So well, dude, you, look what she did to my sideburns. I she did not. Them. No. Chris <laughs> Chris shaves too high and takes the sideburns up too high. You should really give your sideburns a little play. Well, dude, listen to this. So Caitlin does this little thing where she does this sensual massage really? before mm-hmm. she does the haircut. It's and called when a stress I, relief. And when I go in, what do really? I say? But what do I say? Chris wants to skip it. Chris I'm like, doesn't want to skip that Chris song doesn't and dance. Want, Don't touch me. Chris, do- <laughs> Chris doesn't want a scalp massage or, or a nice shampoo. I think I could take a scalp massage right now. Yeah. I'm tense. <laughs> Agree. You don't look tense. You're Chris doesn't like them. Chris likes to get right down to business. Yeah. He's, Chris has a lot of stuff going on. He's a very important man. So yeah, he's got to get lot. in now. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even taking that. He one. can't be in the sun for too long. <laughs> let's 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 talk for a second though. He sits down. Wait, wait, that's sweet. Okay, keep going. What do you, Chris? Please. Okay, so I'm gonna tell a little story about Caitlyn. No, I'm talking uh-huh. about, about her about her hairdressing stuff. Okay. You want me to go into that? Yes. Okay. Unless you want to go, I'll defer to you. You already didn't defer to me. Okay, give me that. You can't be trusted with this, please. All right. Um, so, Caitlin, uh, she started cutting my hair, and we, uh, this was like two years ago, and I went there like once or twice. Did you meet her before that? Yeah, I met her in AA. And then I was like, You Kate, can't say AA. I met her in the, a 12 step fellowship. And so I was like, Caitlin's really cute. And so... It was after the first haircut. After the first haircut. So then I called the uh, the shop. The salon. The salon. And I asked Caitlin out. And she thought I was going to ask her. I asked her to call me back. And she called me back. And she <laughs> thought I was going to ask her to qualify at a meeting. But I asked her, do you want to go out sometime? So then she says... No, I'm working on my fifth step or some step. bullshit. Yeah, it so wasn't bullshit. No, so, so she says she's working. No, but wait, let me finish. She's like, I'm working on my fifth step or four some step. bullshit. Four step. You know, my sponsor says no, and I'm like, like, all Did right, you ask whatever. Your sponsor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then I'm like a month later, she starts dating the guy who's no, across the were, hall from me because he was talking because you were talking to Michaela the whole tr- our whole trip, and Michaela. she's like, Michaela. No, she came on to me. I didn't do anything though. But I thought that you she liked you, so I didn't want to step on her toes. Well, you don't give a fuck about Michaela. Yes, I did. Back then, I did. Now you don't? <laughs> now I don't. <laughs> Dopey Nation, be prepared for the worst episode of Dopey in the history of the I show. thought that was going to go better, but she rebuttaled pretty good. Listen, let's get down to be- the business here, okay? Number one. <laughs> when you went to get the haircut, were you interested in Caitlyn? Uh, yes. I thought she was hot. Uh, to be totally honest, the first time I got a haircut from Caitlyn, the only reason I went was because she was really hot. <laughs> but she does amazing uh, fucking job. Except you, for the sideburns. The sideburns I don't touch off. his sideburns. Did you take the scalp massage the first time? The first couple of times you did. I did, yeah. Did you enjoy but it? But then as soon as she like hooked up with my roommate, I was like, fuck that. I'll get the haircut for no more fucking touching. <laughs> well, then here it is. <laughs> It's not about business. It's a strictly resentment scenario. It's not a resentment. You resented the fact that she had sex with your roommate, and so you were like, don't touch me. Do you know who the roommate is? Yes. Who? Prank phone call Mark. Prank phone How do you know that? Because I have a sense of how these things work. I can just feel what's happening. I have, when I work at, at, my, at the restaurant that I work at, 
It's like I'm a fucking telepath. I can see <laughs> everything. I get thoughts and ideas. Well, and I, I just call it. Know. I think you have high emotional intelligence, and I've said that to you before. I mean, I think you're totally retarded. Yeah, but you got a lot of <laughs> EI. Well, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. But anyway, now I was going to ask very banal questions about the nature. That's no, pronounced banal. Is it? It's pronounced both ways. Colin. Banal or banal? I like ban- I like the way banal sounds better. Banal. See, yeah. You guys just like saying anal. <laughs> I know. And she I was likes say the it. banalness of it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I think I think both ways are acceptable, but I'd prefer to say banal than banal. Me yeah. too. Anyhow, his hair. It's because you're homophobic. I please. You're go- see. This, I warned you in the kitchen. So stay <laughs> Not do dumb shit. All right. You think I'm? Let's go. Let's explore that. How am I homophobic? You won't say banal. Case in point. <laughs> Not every gay guy even likes anal. But they like banal. But they like they, they like their they just don't want their anal to be banal. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, his hair. Fussy, easy to deal with. Chris doesn't give a shit about his hair. Really? Chris, I'll do it and he'll be like, Alright, that's 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 enough. You're done, that's fine. Like I don't say that, but I just say do whatever you're going to do because you know better than I know. But by the end, Chris is like, okay, that's enough. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a Well, she tries to put, like, paste in it at I'm, the end. I'm, I'm like, no like shit. a perfectionist. And do you I, want him to use product? Oh, yeah. I'd love for him to use product. I what product should he products. use? Like a pomade. Yes. Who looks so handsome. Pomade. Yes. All I know about pomade is, oh, brother, where art thou? It's thick and greasy. Pomade would look very handsome on him. Chris... Just kind of goes like this. In fact, there have been several times where he's been up speaking, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to go up there and fix his hair. Well, we were just talking about it at the place of your work when we had dinner. Um, Caitlin, I'm sorry to bring this up, but Caitlin's mom died uh, a couple years ago, and I went to the funeral, right? (laughs) And so I'm in, in like, the the greeting line, the grieving line. What do you call it? I think greeting. Do they do it? How do Jews do it? Do they have funeral's? You're do so, they do the normal you're, thing, you're, though, with the you're line? incredibly irritating. <laughs> do they do the normal thing with the line? And they sit shiva. They have a funeral and they sit shiva. And they have a line of people where you go through and shake it's hands? It's a funeral-to-funeral basis. Not every Christian funeral has a greeting line, and not every Jewish funeral has a greeting line. All right. Well, anyways, at uh, Caitlin's greeting line for her mom... How do you live with yourself? <laughs> let me finish. At Caitlin's greeting line for her mom... Um, I'm going through and like I was like kind of like late like I almost missed her mom's funeral and like I showed up at like the last second and I had been taking a nap and my hair was all fucked up. But did it look cool? It looked terrible. It looked terrible and I'm going through and they're like oh like I'm like oh I'm here for Caitlyn. My brothers. They're like how do you know Caitlyn? I'm like she does my hair. (laughs) (laughs) And my brother said something afterwards. What did he say? He just asked he was laughing he said there was this guy who came through the line who said you did his hair his hair was so fucked up. (laughs) That's funny. He probably just now, hold on, I want to, before we get into the good stuff, I have more, more annoying questions. Okay. Now, did you know when Chris came to get the haircut that he just wanted to fuck you? No. That's not, I mean, do I operate that way? That he was interested in having sex Thanks. with you sometime no, 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 in the future. Chris is a romantic. No. I'm a hopeless romantic. What? I heard, that you, the... I heard that you asked women out by leaving like notes on the table exactly. if they're a cute waitress. <laughs> no, but I don't even romantic. do that. No, but I don't even do that with people I'll ever see again. I'll just be like, you're really cute at some chick in like New York that I'll never see again. So it's not even that's oh, romantic. Or just single word adjectives on their Face. on their cars. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? what? What is this story? Like ravishing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Ther- therapist of mountainside. <laughs> oh, that's a whole. That's a. That's a horse of a different color. Oh yeah. my god. Because that is not. That's not romantic. That's infatuation. And that's it's a little, also that's re- like, rehab. That's a little creepy. If I get, if I that's came out. That's the point. I yeah. try to be creepy. It's kind of like. You know, it's like, oh, this is creepy, or is it funny? It's not, it's funny. I thought you calling at the shop was very sweet. That's actually one of the sweetest things that somebody's ever done. So then it you didn't respond. Work. It didn't work because of the circumstances. The circumstances were so messed up. My sponsor said I couldn't, and then Michaela started talking to you, and like, it gets so sticky Did I with hook girls. Up with I, you were texting her the whole trip. We had a 14 hour drive to the beach, and you were guys. I couldn't She told me the whole time. The whole time she was like, oh, Chris and I are talking. I really like him. And I'm like, well, I can't step on her toes. So Chris fucked it up by communicating with Michaela. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Pretty much. I'm not surprised at all. But then how did Mark swoop in? Where how did that window open up in the fourth? Mark's got the best one liners in the world. I think he gave you the minivan one liner. No, I don't even know how the fuck it happened to be honest. You know what the minivan is? No. I can't even do Mark's it. Mark's got an amazing voice. That's yeah. all I have to say. He's got a good body, too. He's a very attractive man. Okay. Yeah. Well, there it is. 
Do you care to chime in? You know. <laughs> Mark's got a really nice butt. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a great ass. I've uh-huh. seen Mark naked. He's got a great times. ass. Yeah. He does. So <laughs> Mark Mark won him her over in the old fashioned way. And I you don't... blew it because you're a dumbass. And what are you gonna say? That's that's the story. That's it. I thought it was gonna be like more powerful and funnier than this. You know, I was like kinda happy that like Caitlin's coming. I was like, I'm gonna lead with this. <laughs> <laughs> I got him back. Yeah. Dopey yeah, Nation. You did. You I think we should really end well. the show now. Dopey Nation, stay strong. <laughs> Write a review. Toodles. It could, it could do some good. <laughs> All right, well, Caitlin, though, she has been, we, you know, she's a local in the small town in rehab land, where Colin and I live. And, but uh, I did not go to rehab. But she did not go to rehab, and um, she got sober in the rooms out there. But she's been banned from several bars. I mean, why don't, what did you want to talk about? I was thinking maybe we could talk about your bannings, your bar bannings. Are those good? Well, first I want to see, as a small town... Uh, Alcoholic. Small town alcoholic. <laughs> what is it like to have your town be run over by all these rich rehab people? Yeah, like when you were, that's actually a great question. It's funny because before I got sober, I really, except, I mean, there were a couple instances when I worked at the barber shop where I met some guys who were in rehab who got their hair cut there. But other than that, I was never exposed to it. I didn't realize what a huge community was until I got sober. Oh, you mean it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind? Totally. Well, I feel like that now. I feel like it's like an underground, like it's like wizards in Harry Potter. Like you don't know they're there. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Normies are muggles. Muggles, yeah. No, pretty much though. I had no idea. Is like the little thing in the the uh, three broomsticks. I had no (laughs) idea like what a large community it was until I got sober. Yeah. Like, it's funny, like, all, a lot of the shop owners are sober, and I didn't know, like... But you're great. I mean, you naturally speak a lot. You're verbose, and you're pretty articulate, and you're loud, and you have that just ear-piercing cackle. And, <laughs> and, and you integrate pretty quickly, though. We're like, I, like, had to be forced to make friends with people in rehab, and then, like, they went to AA, and I kind of, like, tagged along, and then I got to know people through that, where you kind of just did it on your own, which I respect. Well, they say that, like... I mean... And I'm saying AA, whatever, dude. If I want to get a letter from the central office, then we will, we'll deal with it when that comes along. They say that it's not supposed to it's be... It's got balls now, but oh, when yeah. you guys aren't here, it's <laughs> not <laughs> like that. All right, what were you saying? I was going to say that they say, like, it's not a social thing, and I agree with that. But I don't... I disagree with it at the same time. Like, on Friday nights when I normally went out, I'll go to a meeting, and... Like, that's where I, like, see my people, right? You see all your friends No, it is. I mean, bodies. people... We all go out to dinner on Friday nights afterwards. We all go out and have ice cream. Like, it's really... Well, people social. start... People yeah, start super harping social. On the st- and the program and is I the stuff, but it's the fellowship. It's the so fellowship. so many people. And, like, I love... And we support you, business-wise. Oh, my God. She cuts everybody's <laughs> hair in AA. But not to mention, not to mention, though, I mean, you guys are... It's an age group. It's a young, young bunch of people yeah. that you guys hang out with, and you have. I, I see it as kind of like the island in um, Pinocchio, where Pinocchio goes, and everybody turns into donkeys. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know the story of Pinocchio. Pinocchio is like before my time. What? It's before all our times. I mean, I know who Pinocchio is, but Pinocchio's like, like from the 16th century. You think <laughs> yeah. it, you, I mean, it's before, it's before my, my time, time too. It's before my time. You don't know the Closer story. Closer to your time. Oh. He's got the nose that grows, if he oh. lies. And the point is, he goes to some island with these bad kids, and they all, and they all turn into donkeys. donkeys, and they all play pool and go to AA meetings and go to dinner and ice cream. Oh, really? That's no. What we do. What I'm saying is you that... You know about the donkeys? Yeah. Oh. You've never seen that? No, I really don't know about it. Huh. Chris doesn't know about anything. You should watch it. The only thing Chris knows about is drugs and recovery. <laughs> and no, but track. then I, 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 I always and laugh, too, track. because I'm like, thank God we never partied together. Like, I could only imagine how terrible that was. Chris I never party. partied. <laughs> I called it partying. It was well, like drinking vodka in the morning. Just, and <laughs> you not included then. Running around the ghetto. But, like, a bunch of us went to the movies the other night. We were driving home at, like, 1130, and we're all so tired. I'm like, geez, years ago, I would have been, like, just leaving the house. Just getting all started. All decked out. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that go. the scene in in Great Barrington in a recovery town is very much like I'm not citing Pinocchio for any reason except that it's young. And like like I remember when I was in, in Florida, 
it, it was in Delray, and it was very much like Great Barrington. It was like young people, and they'd go out and they'd go get coffee and they'd go listen to music and they'd mm-hmm. go, and it was fun. And that I mean, those are the people that can actually stay sober because they get to have fun and be social with their peers. Oh, like, totally. And then actually, like buy- me, I'm thinking of myself. Like, like I don't go. I go to meetings at seven thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't go out at all. I don't go out. But you at got all. a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, we I had a, we had a taco night last night. Yeah, we had a taco yeah. night. We played cards. How much beef community? did you make? Like eight. Dude, pounds tell beef. about the random dude at taco night. It's oh just my god, crazy. Dave will love this. There was some guy who stopped. By, I live in an old bookstore, and he stopped by outside and asked if the bookstore was open. And I tried to explain to him that it wasn't a bookstore. He was young. He was from Europe, but he lives in Martha's Vineyard. I don't. I don't really know what he was doing, camping out or something. And then and Mark. Mark yells out the window and invites him in. And there must have been what? 15 He's like, we got tacos 12, in here. Twelve or thirteen of us in here, and he comes in and he hangs out the entire night. Starts and taking then, pictures. He starts taking pictures he from sits, Moldova. Then he sits in my driveway for like a good two hours using my Wi-Fi and. Everybody Colin, Colin, the sweetheart, Colin, fucking, he's a better man than I am. Colin I would have just been like... Colin checked in with him to see what he was doing before he, like, left my house and left me with this guy because he was, like I said, he was sitting in my driveway. Chris uh, explains drug addiction and alcoholism to him. <laughs> so, we were making yeah, virgin pina coladas, but I don't think he knew they were virgin. Well, the first thing <laughs> I, I did is he's sitting there, and I'm like, this is going to be funny, and I turn to him, and I go, you know, we're, we're all drug, drug addicts. addicts. And, like, it just was over his head. Like, he didn't, he was like, what? Like, he didn't really understand it. And so later on, he was outside having a cigarette, and I was explaining to him, like, hey, we, we really are all sober. Like, everybody in there is sober. And he's like, hmm, like, he still didn't really get it. Can you do an impression and of his voice? I can't. I don't do impressions. It you know that. It was very, like, European. But anyways, I said to Great him. description. I, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I said to him, I was like, look, I was like, I was like, we, we don't drink. I was like, because we can't drink. And he still didn't get it. And I was like, I was like, if we drink, I was like, we drink in the morning and then we drink all day. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, I understand." Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. good. And you, you're a horrible alcoholic. Yes, I am a terrible alcoholic. Yeah. I am a mean, mean alcoholic. You know what's even funnier is I'm that so mean. Colin met Caitlin when Caitlin was active. He was in my house. <laughs> yeah, his Years friend ago. <laughs> was banging one of my roommates, and he was trying to hook me. And up. he was trying to hook us up. I kept telling him I wanted him to hook me up with one of his friends, and he's like, "Oh, you're a, like a disaster." And Colin was in my living room, and I don't know, like I was like, I'm "She was a wasted. nightmare." I was a nightmare. I was a year sober, and I was just like, "This is a terrible." <laughs> yeah. And then my friend was also sober, ended up drinking like a week later. So yeah. when I first came in, Colin's like, "I know." Who, he's like, "He's like, do you know this kid?" And he tells me his name. I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I remember you. I was in your living room," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" We didn't introduce Colin. Oh, we didn't introduce Colin. We were going to say we have two guests. So Colin's over here. He's in the corner. He's researching Colin's some stuff. In the corner. <laughs> researching some stuff. He's going to come on the show. And he's going to chime in for now, and he's going to come on the show and take Caitlin's seat in But Colin went to minutes. rehab with us. Tell yeah. the audience. Yeah, Colin was in rehab with Dave and I. Five and a half years ago, they were my mentors. And when Colin gets in, um, I'll say a little bit more personal stuff. But, but he's Colin has five, in my five years clean. I know. Yeah. Unlike yes. us. Chris actually called the shop that Colin worked at and asked him out once, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use a lady's voice. Chris and I lived together for a while. Yeah, me and him lived together for two years, maybe? Two years. A year and a half, two years? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, I don't want to get, if we start with Colin on I the rent, just then want focus Caitlin Caitlin to focus on Caitlin, because Colin gets on. Story. I've got a good story. Great. You want to jump right in? I'm going to jump right into it. Might okay. as well. Because it involves New York City. Great. So it works out that we're here. Nice. So... A couple of years ago, I think it was like three years ago, four years ago, one of my ex-boyfriends surprised me and got me tickets to go to a Deer Tick concert in New York City. I like that, man. Yeah. I love Deer Tick. I love them. So we go to the concert and we're smoking joints and drinking and the band member of Deer Tick starts like pouring alcohol down people's throats. So I'm like, run <laughs> up. And of course, by this you time, you can get I'm, right up front like that, easy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I was. I'm Caitlin's like got a lot of scary pushy. tattoos too, so she, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pushy, so I get myself all the way up to the front, and they're like dumping liquor down mine and my ex's throat, oh. and we're obliterated. And we leave and go to Grand Central Station because we had to take a train back to his, um, like a close family friend of theirs who lives in New Jersey, who we were staying with. 
Okay. So I go to the bathroom and tell him to stay where he is. And when I come back from the bathroom, he's gone. Your boyfriend. He's gone. Completely fucking gone. Okay. Wait, this so, is your boyfriend, someone you're dating? Sorry. Just this, yeah, I was dating him. Okay. We were like living together and everything. Oh, so it's legit. Yeah, it was legit. Okay. So I walk, I, I walk out into the street, which is probably a really bad idea. And Where was it? Where was she? Doesn't know. We were we were at Grand Central State. I don't know okay. which side I walked out of, but I walked out onto the street and completely lost him. Now he has my cell phone, or no, I have my cell phone, but it's dead. His cell phone's dead, and he has my wallet with all of my money in it. Oh no! Okay. Oh man. So I'm like wasted looking around the street for him. I I don't know anything about New York City. Like every street looks the same to me. Every everything <laughs> looks the same. Yeah. So I'm like running around outside and after about an hour of this, these two like large Puerto Rican guys come over to me. They were selling tickets on the side of the road and asked me if I was okay. Cause I think at this point I was crying. I was like a total selling tickets for deer tech. No, they're selling tickets for some, like some show or something, like Broadway show. People do that around here, right? Okay. They're just trying to take So they were trying to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to take care of me. <laughs> so th- I'm crying. I'm like a, hot mess crying my eyes out on the side of the street and they were like oh we'll help you you know what do you need us to do and um I don't know we like wasted wasted some time outside I was like talking with them um I kept trying to figure out what his uncle's number was but I couldn't remember his name your boyfriend's uncle my boyfriend's or family friend whatever he was and I'd only met the guy once, and somehow I got his. I figured out his name, yeah, and found him in the phone book and yeah. called him, and told him what had happened and told him that I was with these two guys. And he's like, "Well, as long as you're safe." And he's like, "I don't know where you're, where Sean is, my ex boyfriend. I have no idea where he is." Yeah. So, these two guys were like, "Well, you, this guy's like, you can come back to my sister's house with me." I was like, "Okay." So these two guys were on the, <laughs> we're on the, I'm on the tr- I get on the train with them. They pay for my train ticket. Yeah. We're going to the Bronx now, which is yeah. like a pretty far ride. Yeah, this from is where really we're. stupid of you to do. So this. You stupid. Know this. Okay. I was wasted. <laughs> yeah. I still swear to God that that alcohol they poured down my throat had. Some, I think it was like there's something. The deer tick. Po- the, the deer tick drug. In fact, we saw them at in Great Barrington. I was were they like pouring booze down people. No. Oh, but I was like, oh man! I was, All right, so you're on the train going. I'm to on the train. I'm like, li- like sleeping on this strange man and his friend sitting next to me. So we get all the way to the Bronx, and this guy's like, the story's good, by the way. This guy's yeah. like, you gotta just stay outside. I've got to go in and ask my sister if you can stay here. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm standing outside. I, what he's I am in the dodgiest, dodgiest like part of town of the Bronx. Like and how's the conversation to go with your boyfriend? Yeah, I just I hung out with these two good Samaritan guys. Oh, it gets so, guys. It gets so much <laughs> So there's like people breaking into cars around me. Like this neighborhood's so dodgy. Yeah. Terrible. South so he Texas. comes back out and he goes, dude, my sister doesn't want you sleeping in her house. She doesn't know you. <laughs> Oh my You're God. a stranger. Yeah. He's like, there's an AstroTurf football field in the woods mm. down there that you can go sleep in and drink. Did you do that? And I was like, what else was I going to do? I had no money. I didn't know where I was. Like, I was so fucked. So you just went and slept on so the we're walking into the, the So we're story. walking into the woods, and I'm, like, freaking. I'm, cry, I'm crying. I have tears falling down my face. I'm like, I'm going to get raped. I'm going to get killed. Yeah. So I get in in the, in the woods, and there's this big ass. Yes, do you remember this? Do you remember? What I is rem- he saying? I remember. The two, there's two of them. And they're like, don't worry, baby. They're like. Everything's going to be all right. They're like, it's okay. It's okay. Like you're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be fine. And I'm just like sobbing. I didn't say anything. I wasn't gonna say like, hey, are you guys gonna rape and kill me? I don't want to put any ideas in their head. Yeah. Right. So I'm just yeah. crying, which happened a lot that night. Yeah. He remembers of the neighborhood watch. Yeah. <laughs> They're guardian angels. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they were right. Were they? So I get down to this Astroturf football field, and the two of them. It's my sober link alarm. I already did it though. Continue. So the two of them come on either side of me, and like it was freezing cold. It was like 
It was, I think it was close to winter, so, so like, it was so cold. We're going to make and a I, human like, nothing igloo, else. baby. So they, they <laughs> cuddled in next to me like two little teddy bears, right? Yeah. And at like five o'clock in the morning, which was like two hours later, I wake up and the sun's coming up and there are people running around the track. Are they around. still there? They're still there on either side of me. So you're sleeping wait, in the human igloo. Was it a double sort of spoon? No, they didn't, I didn't get Did you pass fucked. out? <laughs> I did pass out, but nothing weird. I would have known. These were big <laughs> Yeah. Colin sure? asked an interesting question. Yeah. Was it a double spoon? Yeah. Or like, how was the configuration? Well, was it, it was a ham remember. sandwich. Yeah. Ch- <laughs> I was the ham. Like a human sandwich. <laughs> yeah, a human. It was a Puerto Rican was a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I wake up. I wake up in the morning, right? And these two little cuddly angels are on either side of me, and there are people who are like health nuts running around. There's there's a track around the football field. Nowadays, we call them. Runners. 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 Yeah. These amazing runners. And I wake up and I'm like, you know, looking around. The sun's coming up. I'm wasted next to these two strangers. And there's just people running Dude, all around me. Why, you know, nine times out of ten, it, it wouldn't happen. So, the story's not over. Not over. I'm just She's warning still her in so the Bronx. Next, I'm warning broke. her so if she relapses, she, she doesn't think this is normal behavior for two Please strangers. Please, Chris, give an advice. <laughs> I just want to know. So they they end up bringing me back. I get to the payphone. They they first of all they buy me breakfast hmm. at McDonald's. You know they buy me like a ham, egg, and cheese. Like you know McDoubles. hangover. What is it like? They tell you to eat that. Like clears the hangover. And they gave me quarters to call my ex's phone. And he answers the phone right, and I'm like, where? Obviously, like where the fuck are you? Yeah, you know. And he's like, oh, I'm back at Roy's house in New Jersey. I'm like, you got on the train without me? He's like, yeah, like I called your parents. They're freaking out right now. <laughs> like I was when I went to the to get a drink while a beer while you were in the bathroom and got like a ticket for open container. Like he's like laughing. This jackass <laughs> is laughing, right? Was this the end of the relationship? No, but it probably should have been. But <laughs> I mean, so he was a lot. sweetheart. I shouldn't say that. He's a sweetheart, but he's... he's now we'll have to hear about the end of the relationship. But, so... So these guys pay for a train ticket for me to go back... A bus ticket for me to go back to New Jersey. Do you remember their Royce. names? I don't remember them. To go to Roy's house. They pay... I, I, if I could find them right now, I, I don't... I don't... I would, give them free haircuts? I would give them free haircuts for life. Line them up? If they're mm-hmm. listening. Maybe they're listening, yeah. Um... So anyway, we get we I, I get. I bet their this, names are Angel and Osvaldo, <laughs> or Papito. So I get and I get back to Atlantic City, right? That's where that's where Roy and Sean are picking me up. And Sean gets out of the car and opens his arms up like it's going to be this huge reunion. And Roy's sitting there like smiling, so pumped that I'm okay. And I decked him right in the face, Punch right him? right in front of Roy. Close fist or close fist, just fucking punched him right in the face, wow. like you left me in the middle of New York City. I slept in between go. two Puerto Rican men. I just had the worst night That's of my crazy. entire freaking life. It's dangerous. Oh, my God. And then when I had to talk to my parents. Well, oh. but I think it also shows that not all Puerto Ricans want to rape white girls, no, number one. And don't. number two, that Caitlin, even when totally fucking wasted, might have some sense of where she might be okay. I don't think so. No? Yes, I do. I think she got lucky. Well, she definitely she got lucky. She got she got luckier than the two guys. That's for sure. <laughs> so what happened with Sean? Um, you mean just in general? How did it end? Um, if you care to share, we went to a concert. It's always the concert shit, right? So he and I went to a concert, and he had made some backhanded. It's weird. It was just like he said something that just completely like made me fall and it was just fall. over it was over like that was like we went to we went to Jamaica we went to Jamaica and had this crazy like wild vacation together on February it was um it was for Valentine's Day weekend and this whole thing that he had said to me he had said I treat my bitches right that's what he said and you're just like that and I was it. like oh <laughs> like it should just like gross me out like I don't really I don't know it just grossed me out Colin and I would never say something like that so what happened to Sean so so then we went away on this crazy I don't know about you Chris but I treat my bitches right <laughs> so then we went on this crazy trip to Jamaica and when we got back I just broke up with him like it was just yeah 
Sean, you know what's we, I, I adore him. I actually talk to him on the phone like once a week. We feed, I'm super close with all almost all of my exes. Yeah. And it's I love quality. him, but he's just. <laughs> By the way. He's just, really leaving too many doors open. It's very confusing. No, 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 no. Everybody's moved on. No, but the, nobody really moves on. But they have. They haven't. They totally have. You haven't either. This is like it's if you keep it's the real talk. Yeah, but you spend you spend a significant. Dave's I, you know got what? ten years. No, all but of here's us. the deal. Here's the deal. I it's so weird to say it, but I like love and care about them as brothers. I went and visited one in California a couple of months ago. We slept in the same bed, and we did not do anything together. He was like, like I was talking to him because he was really into this one girl. He was like an open face ham sandwich. He's, he's super into this girl, and I'm like, I hope it works out for you. She's such a doll. Like we have completely agreed that it's like. Listen, I I don't. I'm an anomaly. No, no, definitely not. I mean, you. I'm not saying that you're not. Unique and and why can't you stay friends <clears throat> with somebody you've been in a relationship with? It's such an intimate like part of your life. Really, it's, it's it, not normal. It, it, it will prevent you from moving on healthily. But I don't believe that because it's, it's just the truth. Uh-huh. It, it, believe it's it or not, it's also like if you if you move on and you start dating someone and it gets really serious. That's what it's really about. Yeah. If you're single, no, because okay, that to me isn't that's a security thing. That's what you're doing. That's what I feel like. I feel like that's... No, I feel like that's an insecurity thing. If you have to work... I know I have a client of mine who's got an ex-girlfriend who's if married... If I was dating someone and they were like, hang, like going come, to California she, to hang out, like stay with an ex, I wouldn't want I that. obviously would bring him with me if I was going to if I was gonna go visit Nobody an ex. Wants I, go, no boyfriend wants to go <laughs> with you to visit wants. your ex-boyfriend. I, I met my, my, boy, my ex-boyfriend. I, okay, loved, I loved his ex-girlfriend. I loved her. <laughs> I adored her. You're, I fucking adore her. Caitlin, I don't believe I am. You're gonna see that one day you're gonna be ready to move on, and you will move on. When my boyfriend, when my boyfriend and I started dating, he was still hanging out with his ex, and I loved her. I thought she was adorable, and I'm still really close to him. And then, when did he stop hanging out with his ex? They still talk. I, I never had a problem with it. I Maybe thought, I thought it was great if, because I think that it says a lot about a person if you can end on a really good no. Like I like to check in with him and see how he's doing. I'm not. I'm number one. I'm not saying that I have the patent on any of this stuff. I'm I have strong beliefs idiot. on this sensitive on this <laughs> subject. But I think that your beliefs are it's it's what we call self deception. Yes, I really believe or delusion. That. Yeah, or in a stronger case, delusion. But this is not Dopey, the podcast about relationships. This is Loveline. This is not Loveline. It's turning into Delilah right now. Delilah. I love Delilah. She has a soothing voice. I wish I could do a Delilah. No, but I really think that that holding on to exes is, uh, is like a security thing. And it is an insecurity thing. And of course you're still friends with them. I'm not challenging. Yeah, and Caitlin is actually, she's like a dude's girl. Like, she gets out, she hangs out with the homies and, like, she just kicks it. You know what I mean? You know that type of profile? I mean, that's what you are, right? Two, yeah, two yeah. out of every five girls are that. Yeah. That's, that's, and those girls can probably handle the situation she's talking about better, but I'm still inclined to agree with you. Listen, but not necessarily... Listen, if I started dating a guy and uh-huh. he said to me, like, yeah, I'm still really good friends with my ex, but it didn't work out, I would never be that girl that would go, if you keep talking to him, uh, to her, I'm not gonna... But that's not what I'm talking about. I, I would never that, say that right? either, yeah. But, like, deep down inside... No they're... way! <laughs> All right. No way. Then you're... I'm, I would be happy keep for Keep coming that. back. <laughs> keep coming back. Yeah. One day at a time. Now, um, I, I don't, you know... I, I wish I had a, a str- I, I wish I could give more um... Okay I had a girlfriend For a long time And uh, we broke up And she still wants To be in my life uh, And we're st- none of, I never ended badly With any of my girlfriends easy, Just be careful what you say right now right? I'm just saying like There is no it's, all, like, it's like the movie When Harry Met Sally there is always one person in the relationship who has a different agenda. And even if you don't want to admit it, it maybe you're handling it well, but the guys are like, well, one day I can get back with that. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe, uh, just how it you is. Know that. yeah, That's sure. the nature of men and women. Yeah. It just is. Dude, I did. Look at one. him and what's her face? Which one? The one. <laughs> the one, Tina. What about her? That, that thing, that message. What message? 
Whoa, whoa, wait. What, I, I don't know if I want to say this. What let's just it? not say it. Yeah, let's just stop. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that everybody <laughs> has a door. Dude, I dated this one chick, Melissa, who was much older than me. And I remember when I used to go out walking around, like, down the street with her. If I saw a woman from 50 feet away, and just, she was just a dot. And if she was, I could tell she was between the ages of, let's say, fi- <laughs> let's, say let's say 15 and 50, and she wasn't morbidly obese, I had to consciously make sure to avert my eyes the entire time. Oh, Because if I even looked closer, she'd be like, what do you want to fuck her? Like, instantly, oh, you know what I mean? come on. So, and there's just like a huge gradient. She I mean, was just, she was also, I just wanted to throw that in there. No, but she was, she was like also... I, I appreciate that because she was in touch with her feelings. <laughs> she was able to say what she thought in yeah. that moment and really say it because everybody is thinking it. And then it's just like how quick it comes to the surface or not. Yeah. You know, like, and listen, you can say whatever you'd like. And I think you're a very nice girl, very nice woman. And, and I think that you probably like it's true. Forty eight percent. And 52%, there's a lot... And there's shit lurking that you don't want to see. That's just how it is. But we really... Let's... let's Colin has been looking for a story. <laughs> I want to add structure. And Colin... And Colin thinks what's we the should story? add structure. Colin listens to a lot of podcasts. Except don't be. He thinks ours sucks. <laughs> Colin, come I not think it sucks. Colin, Colin come on. Right. You're good. Just I have there. two stories. It was a little... Wait, what are we doing? Current event or story? No, first. first, we're going to do a current event. Okay, Did so you find I, something? Have, I have two current events. Oh, I'm my briefly, God. I'm going to briefly uh, bring it up. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing at the oh, screen. Oh, well, you saw it already. It. Okay. Okay, so I have a Pokemon bring us Go up. related. Great, great. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, timely. Good job. You get some vape stops for that. <laughs> so, let's see. Pokemon Go. So the, oh wait, the Dopey Nation. I mean, oh for some, I, I think Shamrock up in Maine, the convicted bank robber and um, drug trafficker. I don't think he knows what Pokemon Go is. Shamrock so, knows. Shamrock does not. Don't know. doubt Shamrock. Shamrock do knows. Do they have Pokemon Go? Dude, Shamrock's listening to Dopey. He knows what's happening in the world. He has a computer. He said he has to go to Wi-Fi and download them because he has no service where he is. Can you imagine you're like in the woods and you need to get Wi-Fi and the thing you look for is Dopey? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of warms my heart. It's very good, Shamrock. Maybe <laughs> that's where all the best Pokemon are. In the sticks, dude. I, yeah. So read us the hidden one. Put gems up there, you know. <laughs> the drones can't get to it too. The exactly. people are cheating. All right, yeah. so here we go, Colin. Let's hear it. All right, uh, a popular smartphone game brought three Putnam, three to Putnam, uh, Putnam, Connecticut, but ultimately led to the re- arrests on drug charges, according to police. Oh my god! Police said the three suspects, one from Rhode Island and two from Sterling, Connecticut, were drawn to Putnam by the Pokemon Go game. I'll leave their names out of it. The game. It doesn't matter. No, read it. This is good. I like this. Game Shut up. I like this. Phone to find and battle little monsters known as Pokemon in real life. No, locations. maybe people don't know what it is. Please yeah, read it. He just said it. Yeah. yeah. Police said they were first called on Monday just after 6:30 p.m. for a report that someone had overdosed in the parking lot of the Citizens National Bank on Kennedy Drive. The male was in a vehicle at the time. Police said he was transported to Day Kimball Hospital. As they investigated, they said they found heroin and Suboxone along with drug paraphernalia. Another case of your maintenance working out really good. Well, if yeah. he was overdosing and he took some Suboxone, it would have kicked off the heroin and potentially saved his life. That's so he had life saving. I have a question for you. Would you have done? Would you have shot up heroin before going to look for Pokemon or after? <laughs> Maybe like he got reward? it from Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, I think I would have shot up heroin the second I had it. <laughs> and just True. continually done it. True. Yes. But I like that. The reward uh, yeah. of finding the Pokemon. Wait, so I don't understand what the this story is. I lost so, it. Dude, so you happened? would shoot up heroin before, during, and I wouldn't after. play Pokemon when I was shooting heroin. I That's might. the gist. So I think the gist of the story is they left their hometown to go find Pokemon and then shot up in the parking lot and overdosed. And I don't understand how the Pokemon ties in with the overdose. Because he they, was playing he Pokemon was and Pokemon. shooting dope at the same time. Right around. Around. So we have an afflicted member uh, of maybe the dopamine. <laughs> are people in New York City going as crazy over this shit as they are? Like it's like the the apocalypse, or like everybody's thought, walking around like. I was up. I was up in Bennington. With, all with, over the place with, in town. In Vermont, with my Ooh. daughter and her mom, and uh, the streets are like I'm like. 
it looks like a methadone clinic because they're all wearing like drab green. They all have like black hair. They 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 look like they're like pre junkies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pre contemplative. It's bad. That's around where I grew up. Pre contemplative. Yeah, I told him. He told me Bennington. I was like, Colin goes. And they're just Pokemon going out. So so they're sitting there, and I'm like, Is there a methadone clinic around here? I'm like, What are you guys doing? They're like. We're playing Pokemon. Yeah. And I said, I said, really? He said, this is the most social I've been in five years. Oh, I said, yeah. I was like, right on, bro. Oh. I originally thought this article was going to be about Pokemon addiction. No. Well, it's not oh, there. I'm sure that's... It will be, though. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. There was some well, kid that ran by us when we were eating ice cream the other day. He's like, just caught five. He was so pumped. Mm. He was stoked on it. Well, Dude. when this kid said it was the most social he's been in five years, my heart went out to the lad. Dude, you know they have World of Warcraft babies? Because they were talking about those inpatient for, like, massive multiplayer games and, like, um video game addiction they actually have like brick and mortar treatment for people who are addicted to video games now but then I was reading this thing that talked about like the flip side and there's people who met on World of Warcraft and just like talked virtually and then they met in real life and now they have children so they said there's actually babies in this world that are World of Warcraft babies it's beautiful it is beautiful right it's crazy so that's his current event. Let's um. Well, let's. You have a couple, right? But let's go. Let's just let's just talk to Colin for a little bit. Yeah, Colin. How are you? I'm Wait, good. I want to say something about Colin real quickly. So, um, <laughs> Colin, when I relapse, and I've talked about this when like I've given him his coin or like talked on his behalf or hold on, I just want to I want to interrupt one second. Colin, wouldn't you say the relapse where Chris was managing the halfway house and tripped acid while he was managing the halfway house is the greatest relapse in the you history? You were managing of a halfway house when that happened. <laughs> It's my favorite. And I want to talk a little bit about that relapse because it occurred, the end of it occurred in my Oh, apartment. he called the cops on me. Yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about this on Dopey. Yeah, my the, the the last time, oh my God, this is great you're on the show. The last <laughs> time, I'll let, let him tell the story. You tell, let let me tell the story because you're, you are no conditions. <laughs> <laughs> So Chris, um, Chris came back. So we live. I live in Great Barrington. I lived with Chris for uh, two years. Went to rehab with these two guys, Dave and Chris. And uh, when he was fucking up in New York City, uh, we were talking about this earlier. He uh, he took acid and called up his sponsor, one of one of both of our good friends, and kept telling him over and over that he needed to return to the source. <laughs> and the source is being the place that we, uh, that I currently live and that we got, uh, we got sober at. I feel um, like that should be the name of a rehab, the source. It's a yeah, great idea. Yeah. So, that could be the dopey rehab. All right, let, yeah. let him rip. So he, uh, he meandered, he made his way up to the source. Um, I left New York and, you know, traveled back and I thought I'd get sober. Yeah. Where so I once was sober before. So Chris shows up at our door with his with his bags and um we welcomed him in with open arms and he was gun gun ho, I'm getting an apartment, I'm buying a big screen TV. He needed to create the perfect I actually got my old job at the needle factory back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, recovery related things. Um so within within days, uh things kind of fell apart and uh Chris disappeared. Um and we, he called us and told us that he met a friend from the needle factory named Todd and that he was spending some time with Todd up in Pittsfield. Um, Which is a town away from Great Barrington. Yeah, yeah, the pit. Yeah. Um, and and that's when things really unraveled. Uh, <laughs> well, I you guys didn't believe me, right? We didn't believe that there was a Todd, but there was, <laughs> there was a Todd yeah. and... Uh, Chris basically sabotaged that relationship in one night. Um, ended up back at our house, uh, somehow driving all over Connecticut first before ending up at our house. Well, I went to go see my old counselor. To- yeah, that's what he told us. He was wasted. He said, I need to see my counselor. I'm going to get fixed. He's going to tell me what to do. That didn't work out. He was driving around Connecticut completely wasted. Um, somehow found his way back to our apartment, just obliterated. Yeah. Uh, the great thing about his return to our apartment at like 10 o'clock at night was the fact that he was insistent upon all of us going to Foxwoods and spending all of our money throw, uh, betting on red. Um, Foxwoods is a casino. Foxwoods casino, yeah. Um, Just put it all in red. Yeah. But I think it was black, actually. The best <laughs> black. Yeah, it was black. It was black. That's important. Always bet black. So I'm here. I'm there with my roommate, Ted, who was on the show. Um, was Ted on no, the show? No, his friend DJ was Ted's friend. Okay, was yeah. Show, yeah. Um, and his girlfriend was there. Every time 
Ted's girlfriend would walk into the door, he would turn around and make this devil face and put up these devil horns above his ears. <laughs> Chris would. And just start making this evil demonic growl. Chris until would. She, yeah, Chris would. Mm-hmm. Why'd um, you do that? Yeah, like Why? that. I wish, yeah. Every single time she walked in the room, so she was terrified. She ended up shutting herself in the room because for some reason, Aww, he, he was like for the most part, like really like laid back, um, like kind of funny. And But then the, the devil, the devil came out. Come out and it was strange. And we finally came to the realization that Chris had to go. So uh, we called the police. He made a little scene. Yeah. And then he, uh, a little wait, what did you call the police for though? Because he's making devil horns? Th- I mean, it gets a little dark. He mentioned that he was going to kill himself in our kitchen. I didn't mean it, dude. It was what were you like, on? I wanted to kill myself. What were you I was on? just really drunk. Everyone thought I was on LSD, too. I wasn't. Josh. Chris's uh, brain naturally, naturally well, secretes it's funny, the guy, the guy, <laughs> Well, it's funny. The guy who brought me back to the house, I was driving around, I called it, managed a different sober living, and he's dead now. He overdosed. And so he brought me back. Then Colin called the cops. The cops came. This is actually really crazy. Okay. So the cops came. They took me just to the holding cell. They didn't press any charges. And first of all, I remember sitting in the holding cell and I just been eating so much fast food, just all different kinds. I had puked all over my car. My car was full of puke. My friend Ted, then I went to rehab and left all the puke in my car. And Ted's car broke down, so he had to drive my car. He said there were four different brands of French fries all over the car. He's like, those are McDonald's fries. Like, those are Burger King fries. Those are Wendy's fries. So anyways, I'm sitting in the holding cell after eating all this. Wait a second, this. Huh? Which fry do you think is the best? I think I've eaten the most McDonald's fries, I but I enjoy Burger King fries the most. You yeah, like Burger King fries more than McDonald's fries? Yeah. Bur- the McDonald's fries are sticks, you know? But anyways, so I'm sitting Caitlin, in the do you have an opinion about this? She I doesn't eat I fast food. I haven't eaten fast food in so many years. I don't so, remember what bird. So I'm sitting, yeah. no, but I'm sitting in the fucking holding cell, and I have literally the worst acid reflux I've ever had in my life. It, I, it feels like there's, it's just eating my insides out. And the only way it feels better is if I sit this little glass cell, you know, it's like two two cells, is if I sit and rock and moan. So That's I'm, what he does. So He's I'm a rocker. Sitting, <laughs> when so anything goes wrong with Chris, dude, he rocks. Dude, so I'm, I'm, sitting in the, I'm sitting in the cell like this, rocking back and forth going... He does that when he's bored on Dopey, too. He does that exact thing. <laughs> dude, so I'm rocking back and forth, and I'm growing. Because it's the only thing that so helps the acid. Creepy. And the guards keep coming out, and they go, do you need a doctor? Are you okay? And as soon as they come by, I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> so the next day, they released You know what you were doing? You were chanting for, for peace. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Oh yeah, it was it's a peace chant. It was primordial sound meditation. It was really you But this is dude, this story the plot thickens. So I wake up the next day and it's like my sister is talking to Ted and Colin about them getting like guardianship and papers yeah, to commit me and section me. Alright, so um I wake up the next day. Wait, Colin was gonna be Colin a was gonna section yeah. they can do that somehow. He can go to the judge. So luckily they talked oh, me into it. I'll get into that. Luckily Colin days, Dude, everybody had been trying to get me to rehab, all right? And like Colin and Ted were the like they're like, you need to go and finally I was like, alright, like I wasn't even I didn't even think I fussed with you at that point, no. right? So anyways though, but I before that happened though, I wake up in the morning I just, you know, they released me from the cell. I didn't wake up. They just released me from the cell, and it's like a snowstorm out, and it's like 5 a.m., and I'm like, I'm not calling Colin and Ted. Like, so I call my other friend there, right? Who's Todd? No, this guy, he's going to be like Dave there. That's a whole other story. But anyways, (laughs) so he comes and picks me up, right, at the jail, right? And it's snowing out. He drives me back to this apartment that I've rented. You rented like three days. Yeah, I rented this apartment. There's nothing in it. There's a big flat screen television that I bought. No furniture or nothing. And the flat screen, I have no cable. All it gets is the shopping network. So fuzzy, you can't even see it. So you can't get anything. So Thayer picks me up. It's like five in the morning. He picks me up, drives me back to my apartment. I have the key. And I'm like, dude, like... I'm just going to be laying on the rug on the floor in my room. I'm like, do you have, like, a book or anything, something I can read? And he's like, I think there's a book in the back of the car. So I go in the back of the car. I open it up. And you know what the book is? Yeah, no, it's Facing Addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and I took so it. So you're trapped like, in an apartment by yourself. Did he know that was the book? No, he didn't. He's like, there's something in the back. <laughs> Amazing addiction. <laughs> so I go in there, and then Ted and Colin pick me up, and uh, we went out to breakfast. And they're like, "Dude, you gotta go to rehab." And I was just like, "All right." And yeah. then they drop, they drove. Colin drove me and dropped me off at rehab, like the next. Which or rehab? dropped me off at detox. Yeah, Plymouth House. You know how he repaid me? 
He asked me to get his car detailed because he puked literally in every orifice of that car. Did you have to drive car. the car there? The yeah. Car. The car the is covered in vomit. Buttons still don't work because you can still see the Yeah, he was puke. actually showing us today on the ride here. He's yeah. like, try to push this button. It's, you can see it's like crusted in the So bottom. he drops off my car oh, to get a detail. That car's in pretty good shape considering. Yeah. I mean, Dude, he drops off my car to get a detail covered in puke and he's like, it's not mine, it's my friend's. He's an alcoholic. And, <laughs> and the guy's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, that is a good That story. was the final time I ever drank, dude. Yeah. But I will say about Colin that when I relapsed in the, in New York and I was managing, and they let me stay managing the sober living while On I went ecstasy. to detox, and then I <laughs> call, everybody was like, ah, like, so nice, and Colin texts me, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, it's such bullshit. Like, nobody else has to deal with their consequences. You just get to hide from all this shit. And that, like, stuck out to me because everybody was giving me all this other, like, yeah, how you doing, how you feeling bullshit. and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, I'm great. Like, yeah. Things are good. Just keep God. the silver spoon things in his mouth. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> what is this, dude? I thought you... <laughs> Big time. start with that. <laughs> Fucking, in that period of time, I was living across the street, and, uh, and and I hadn't heard from Chris in, you know, eight months, ten months, or whatever, a long time. Yeah. And uh, and I'm, I'm, like, at home, and I'm sober, and, uh, like, I'm watching TV, and, like, my life is fairly simple. And Chris calls me, and, he, and I can just hear the devil horns. <laughs> in his He's like, hey, Dave. I'm like, hey, dude, how you doing? He's like, good. I was thinking tonight we could do some acid. And I was like, no, Chris, I'm sober. I don't think so. He's like, I got a few doses. You sure you don't want me to come over? Oh I'm like, no, I don't God. think so. He goes, fine. We'll just get dope. <laughs> I was like, no. What a compromise. You're such an instigator, Chris. Hey, but we want Colin. I think he has a golf cart story or something. Will you still tell that? Or? Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell it. Tell yeah. it. Colin tell the story. All right. So. Wait, just, I just want to say, Colin, when he came in, sorry, he came in a rehab at the same time. I was like. It was like the 14th rehab I'd been into. I was very quiet and dark in rehab, but I just kind of listened and didn't say much. And I remember Colin coming in, and he was just pretty fucking broken. <laughs> he was like a, a shell of a human. And he had like... What did you have, like, five assault charges? <laughs> just like, what? Like, yeah, he had all, oh, in all these different states, it. like, all this stuff, dude. He had, and so Colin's a really, really bad alcoholic. And um, I just wanted to share that little nugget of information because he's came a long way. <laughs> long, long way. Yes. So I was, I mean... And tell him about your, I mean, if you want, your family business, too. You should work that in, too. Oh, that's okay. that's kind of crazy. Unless you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> um, Do you know what his family business is, Dave? Uh, I might have, but I don't know. Okay. Phar- pharmacies. <laughs> I went to pharmacies. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's what the big thing at, at rehab was. Colin was a hardcore alcoholic. His, his Colin's big thing was like, I remember one day he's like, I'm a, I'm a drug addict too, whatever. Like, it was a big breakthrough. And I was just like, dude, like, whatever. Of course you're a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I was a blackout drinker from a very early age. Very angry. Very, uh, I would do seen just horrible things when I was drinking um, and sometimes funny and yeah. this is one of the funnier ones the lighter ones yeah we're about the funny ones yeah man. yeah, yeah. Um, might as well be and Colin sober five years works in the addiction treatment field in many capacities for our listeners we should say that too yes <laughs> yeah um, so I went to school up in Vermont I grew up in like super small town back country like not anywhere near New York City just like 200 people in my town um went to school up in vermont um big party school up there and i was on the Which rugby school? team University castleton okay and i'm yeah. sorry it's so hot in here it's, we're, we're all yeah, sweating it's roasting should i open the door no you're good we're good you got it open yeah the let's, door. let's finish it up open it sweat. that door yeah all right sure all right go go on thanks um, thanks steve <laughs> So yeah, I had, a, I had the I habit of <laughs> continue, please. All right. I had the habit of blacking out and uh, just leaving parties. Um, nobody would know where I was. It's kind of the opposite of Caitlin. Like nobody would leave me. I would just disappear for like a day at a time. Just uh, and nobody, would, nobody would ask nobody questions. Nobody would leave you in the middle of New York City. <laughs> and I would throw my phone and just. So one of these nights that ended up happening, I, I was in one place, I blacked out, I woke up in another place without any shoes, without a phone, without a shirt, um, and I was waking up in a different, at a different party in somebody's bed, 
right? Yeah. Like that's par for the course. Nice. No, it wasn't even. It wasn't even <laughs> that. It was like they like quarantined and like, keep him contained. Um, Just close the door. He won't figure out how to get out. Because that was the thing. Like if people try to wake Duck me up when I when I passed out. If people try to wake me up when I pass out, I'd get violent and yeah. they'd just like thrash around and like just do weird stuff. So they quarantined me. Um, so what happened at this party is they were selling coke um, at the party and they, I guess they were uh, watching these guys at the house for a while and they decided to bust the house yeah. uh, right at that time, right when I came to, right? Yeah. So I come to and everybody's scrambling around and there's cops outside and like, I like kind of knew the deal with this. Like I was, was I'm used to that stuff <laughs> yeah. happening. So I just booked it into the woods and hid under a log for about two hours. And I just under a log, under a log. I love that. And um, I don't think I've ever been under a log. Me neither. Call it a nature boy. Times. I know, but I like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're under the log, under the log, and substantial I, log. There's a hollow underneath it or something. Yeah, I mean it was rounded. I was comfortable. Okay. <laughs> And so I like. Do I, they call that logging it? Just logging it. Straight logging. <laughs> he was um, logged. So I waited it out, and I knew like I could not get in trouble. I was already in trouble, like the poli- with the police. Um, so I decided to go back. I didn't really know what else to do. Um, so I like sneak back and and little to the party to the party because okay. I needed to find somebody to. I had no idea where I was. I was in the middle of Vermont by a lake. Um, in a log. Yeah, in a log. And so I walk back, and sure enough, the police are right there. They instantly breathalyze me. They give they they go to arrest me, but they go they they have to like fill out paperwork. And there's so many other people getting arrested that I just booked it back into the woods. And so they left you alone for a second. And you took yeah, off. I just yeah. scrambled. Like, Wait, this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> back to the log. Yeah. Like a, like a well, they're possum. most like college students who probably get scared. And they listen yeah. to the police and college. Yeah, is like, just instinctual. <laughs> yeah, just, um, Calls like, hey, they want you over there for a yeah. second. So I run back in the you. woods, and kind of my journey, my journey began with that. From there, um, I bounced from house to house. Somehow, ended up at these parties, like these like small like, get-togethers. Like I would just show that up night? that night, that night, and I was just <laughs> covered in dirt and like log residue, and I just show <laughs> up, and they like I'd come out of the darkness. And people were sitting on their in their porches, like smoking a joint, and like for some reason they let me. I mean, it's Vermont. They were like, hey man, yeah, yeah like, you run that log, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, so I like show up, I, and then like, clear, like I, I was just wasted so people were like immediately like who the fuck like, what the fuck like, who is this guy um so then i like wasn't welcome moved on i eventually ended up in this campground by the lake right and it's starting to get cold i mean it's like in the fall and i'm in i have no shirt on and no shoes and um so i'm in this campground and immediately go into like the instinctual like survival mode and i see this barn and i like pry open the door it was locked and I like shimmied my way into the barn and I, I realized I'm like I'm gonna have to stay here tonight and I see this like huge like pile of, of Halloween barn yeah, of, it's a campground barn yeah. where they keep all the equipment and there's these <laughs> oh Halloween there are these Halloween decorations you know the blow up things that they put in the front yard sure yeah, they were deflated, and I and I decided to like wrap myself up, and I and I created this little cocoon right. inside the barn, and I, and I posted up there for an hour. Or this two. is your version of Caitlin sleeping between two porters. Exactly. <laughs> I needed I needed some comfort, and um, and then like about an hour and a half into that, I realized like I really I really would like to get home, um, and I get up and I look, and the first thing I see is a line of golf carts. Inside the barn, <laughs> <laughs> and so I lock, I unlock the the barn door, I grab one of the gar- golf carts, and I start driving. I get so you can just turn it on. Yeah, the the keys are right in the car in the golf what? cart. <laughs> what dumbasses! I'll leave. Well, it was locked. I managed to shimmy my this way. This was in. some higher power business, straight yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody put those golf, golf cart golf cart key. I mean, it's not like it, it's not like it worked out. I mean, <laughs> I get onto the main road, and my logic is like, as long as I drive in, in the breakdown lane, nobody will arrest me because. I'm, I know I don't have my my golf cart license. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not qualified. Like it's not my golf cart. I'm not a professional caddy. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. member of this course. <laughs> so I stay in the breakdown lane, and I get about a hundred yards, and then the blackout comes, and I'm just it's just complete darkness you until nothing until yeah. seven in the morning. Roll, roll, it's around like seven thirty in the morning. I wake up, and I'm just laying 
in a drainage ditch <laughs> with the, the keys in my hands and the golf cart just completely totaled um, and the cops are around me oh and um, I ended up flipping into the drainage ditch no, I didn't even get a hundred I like the, the sign for the campground was like hundred yards <laughs> and they ended up I, that was my so wait did the my, cops wake you up or were you just yeah, waking they, up naturally and the cops were already there they, they were already there they were like scoping <laughs> yeah. out the scene and, uh, and they're they like that's the one and, that got away last night yeah so uh, charged me the DUI in Grand for a Lar- golf cart yeah in Grand Larceny because stole. I stole a golf cart was that a pending charge when you were at Mountainside it was I was going to court for it but they ended up uh, dropping it down um to a wet to reckless. What? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. To what? A uh, wet reckless. It's like DUI light. Yeah, like as long as I stay, like didn't get in trouble. Yeah, that was my. That was my. Uh, That's a good my one. one and only DUI, and it was with a golf cart. Golf cart. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's a great story. I liked it. But before this was an alcoholic dopey. We haven't had a pure alcoholic dopey. Yeah. Have we? Yeah, no, that, that no, was pre-farm. Last episode with Kate was an alcoholic dopey. That that episode is more than that's a erased episode. I think that's yeah. never coming back. A what? Coming, we had a, a We had an erased bunch of episodes. One of which was with the woman Kate. So you're the second woman on the show, Caitlin. No, oh. she's the third. Yeah, she's the Karen. second. No, she's the second because oh. it's only Karen and right. Caitlin now. Hold on though. I, I, there's something. The whole reason that I wanted Colin to come on today was because. Uh, oh yeah, what was your stupid idea? You had some little plan. That no, was, because like we we put out Dopey six months ago and and. Chris was like, I'm going to get my friends to listen to it. And we figured only Chris's friends would listen to Dopey because I wouldn't want to tell my friends to listen to it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it turns out none of our friends. Yeah, nobody, none of our friends listen to it, but the Dopey Nation has become our, our friends, and you guys listen to it. But, Australia. But Colin, yeah, we're really big in Australia. <laughs> really? Yeah. But Colin said, I think the stories are funny, but it needs more structure. And he was the first person to really put that into words. Now, Colin... What would you do? What kind of structure would you do? What would you do, man? <laughs> tell us what to do. And I just want to say, for every two people that tell us we should make them shorter and structured, we have three to five people telling us, make it really long and keep rambling. Yeah. Okay, so this... Gotta make the people happy. This <laughs> is people when, I initial, when I initially uh, brought that up to you. I was, I was on a road trip out west with two guys that are non... Uh, alcoholics, like about as far away from alcoholics as you can get. Yeah. Um, and they listened to it. They thought it was hilarious, but that was the first thing that they they brought up. And I think part of it is because they like. Are they like fully, engineers or something? Yeah, they like have no. Like they were like shocked when they heard. But, but Dave's, still, that's Dave's workout buddies listen to every episode happily. Oh He's, yeah, but that's great to hear that though, is because it's like a totally like you know Colin put it on for people that you know. I want to get back to the question. Oh, yeah. Colin, mm-hmm. how, what kind of structure should we add? What do we implement? How do we fix it? Because I want this thing to be as good as it can be. Yeah, definitely. I think I think streamlining the story is a little bit better, like less interruption. But yeah. I like the <gasps> chiming. I like the chiming. Like this, this was really good. Yeah. I think the earlier shows, there there was way more interruption. There's oh, I, I, you yeah. see, I stand by my interrupting because I, I listen. I I, I actually. I'm yeah, but I steamroll you now, and I don't let you interrupt as you much. Steamroll you? No, no, You'll you, try to interrupt, and I'll steamroller. No, I feel like Chris is interrupting not. a lot more in this episode. Yeah. Well, Chris, Chris is the is the. You know, Chris has got problems. Look at her. <laughs> no, Did you just call him a traitor? Oh my god! Straight up. After after like a lot of people said uh, that I interrupt too much in the early episodes, and I did it to keep the show alive. Mm-hmm. I did it because Chris. Was like a little girl. He couldn't. He couldn't get anything out of his mouth. Yeah. So I had to keep the show going by interrupting. But now I'll talk. Number now one. Shit. Number number one. I did it for that. And when I and then sometimes I don't interrupt. And then if I listen to Dopey, I'll be like, I should have interrupted because what it does is yes, it interrupts and it fucks with the the structure. But it adds a spot where something it can change as opposed to going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying your stories go nowhere. Your stories yeah. always go somewhere. But when we when we have a change in the story, all of a sudden we get energy, and it's a potential for life. I do want to say that what? Colin's feedback about adding structure was what, um, in part, contributed to the structured episode, which I think was beautiful. It was oh. the episode we just aired last week. Right, the, stri- the episode with structure was uh, was. I think it was, it was one of my favorite episodes, yeah. and you really you haven't heard it yet. And, and, I, and I'm not saying like I, I'm not saying that you guys should be like Moth Radio Hour. 
yeah. at all because yeah. that's not what Dopey is. But. Yeah. What's Moth Radio Hour like? Dude, this is, the, this is our... Like, he listens to Moth, Dan Carlin, both of Dan Carlin's Hardcore History and the Political One. He listens to Bill This Burr. American I Life, Bill Burr. He listens to tons of podcasts. I go to bed to podcasts every night. Really? Yeah. I listen to Enya before I go to bed. <laughs> Maybe I should start listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but the Moth Radio Hour is essentially just... <laughs> They'll introduce the person, ask two questions, two very directed questions, and then they go right into the story. See, ours is about chilling out with the yeah, homies, yeah, no, no, having no, fun, I, yeah. kicking it, making fun of each other. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying that it should not. I don't think it should be like that. Well, it's like because when I listen, I've been t- dipping my toe into the podcasting world, and when I hear stuff, it just sounds so formal, Stripped and I like almost just right? formal, yeah, just like. Hello, and today we're going to do this, this, and this, and I'm so happy. Especially the recovery podcast. Yeah. yeah. But I like, I love our informalness. I love that we don't take it that seriously. But, of course, deep down, I really do take it incredibly <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a, so it's a mix. Well, that's why I was laughing, because, like, Caitlin, before, she's like was, like, kind of nervous when we were walking over here. I'm like, dude, why are you nervous? Like, we don't fucking do anything. We just push record and see what happens. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's That's different. Once you're sitting in it, it's yeah. different. Yeah. You're like, wait, know. this is what's going to happen? Initially, it was a, a li- initially, it was a little nerve-wracking. Well, she's yeah. going to a strange place. She doesn't know me. We have a, a really powerful podcast. And I want to apologize to you. You'd be walking me to a AstroTurf football field, right. for all yeah. I know. But you, that went well. It went well. Yeah. It went well. And I want to apologize to Caitlin, because I was so excited. You know, when we were walking over, I was like, I'm going to pummel Caitlin with that uh, calling the uh, Sundari, am I, do I have to bleep that out? Calling your hair oh, studio. Oh, Sundari's good, yeah. Yeah, um, thing, and you handled it very well. I did handle yes. it well. She had no problem. I bet you half the clients called the shop afterwards. No, she yeah. said I was the only Thank one. Thank you, Dave. You said yeah, I was the only one who had done it. She lied. Yeah. Um. I think so this was good. We got to wrap it up because we're going to the Hamptons. The Hamptons. This is the actually Hamptons. this is my first time going to the Hamptons. I've never been before. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's nice out there. This was beautiful. I've never been. Well, when we so get more popular, will you guys come back on? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. I got I got a few more up my sleeve. You got a lot. We get to sleep. <laughs> Me too. Dude, we, dude I'm have to come I, oh, up the best would be the best would be we could we'd have to clear it with some people. But if Colin could tell like proxy stories, Colin's a sober companion, which means you live with someone twenty four hours a day and make sure they stay sober. Colin has one of he probably can't tell it. But it is one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. It's Fuck it, the guy, the guy who hired me first screwed wild. me over. Yeah, that was we, wild. But that we'll have him back on the show to tell that Dave. Like I've heard sober companion stories, and the best is while it's going on, Colin's texting my sponsor, who's also a sober companion, and my sponsor's like, "Welcome to the business." And it turns out it was literally <laughs> the like I ended up in jail. That's how bad it was. He ended up in jail. It was the craziest story Colin, ever. This Colin story. This yeah. is Colin. Next time we'll for bring it back time. on it for next time. I would love a sober. We gotta have Joe Schrank back on because he has a shitload of those stories too. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. But we'll wrap it up. <clears throat> uh, is there anything we? Oh, reviews. Please write us a review on iTunes. You both wrote reviews, right? They both. I wrote a rip. review. Yeah. I was one of the first reviews. She's, uh, Caitlin's the second review, and Colin's like the fifth. I wrote the seventh and eighth reviews. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please but, uh, send us a review. We invested in this beautiful Yeti microphone. It's beautiful. So you can hear us it's crystal clear. Very legit. All right. Mm. So Dopey Nation, I, I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll see you next time. Okay, toodles. Stay strong. Bye. Bye. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had. And I wanna take a ride up in the sky. Watch this aeroplane just pass me by. And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive. Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had.